Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two-Click Funnel absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out bossproject.com shift. Alrighty, guys, it's the episode you've all been waiting for. <laughs> it's the one we have teased for weeks and weeks and weeks when we finally feel like we're ready to talk about, I feel like, the biggest change we've made in TCC in a long time. Yeah, we moved email service providers twice. twice. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that a little bit in a couple episodes ago when we were talking about our monthly review for April. But we promised you a true breakdown. And we're going to kind of uh, briefly touch over the reason why we switched and then we switched again. But truly, I want this episode to serve as an educational purpose for you if you're needing help deciding between two platforms. And I want to kind of explain some features to you. So maybe when you are looking at pros and cons, you can make the decision for yourself with a little bit explanation for how it might actually make sense for your business or it might not make sense for your business. So Abby, who were we using before and why did we love them? Okay. So when we started, I'm going to go back a little bit. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. When we started, we started like many businesses on MailChimp because they had a free option. And that was reason enough for us to pick that platform for quite a while. When we started looking at the landscape of what other people were doing and how we could grow, ConvertKit was a really popular new option on the street. It's been around a couple of years, but they were just starting what I feel like is their big growth phase. And we jumped on the ConvertKit bandwagon in honestly loved it. And it was amazing. They allowed us to tag people, get to know our customers in new ways, really be able to see where people were coming from. Like, What specific opt-in did they like? Did they come in first from watching this particular webinar? We were able to find out a lot of information about the kind of people that were coming in and what they were interested in. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons why we switched is because MailChimp charges you for 
subscribers, even if they're double subscribers. So if someone signs up with the same email, but they're on multiple lists, because that's how MailChimp breaks down their contacts, they're not a tagging-based system, they're a list-based system. So say Abby signs up for my freebie, she signs up for my in-person workshop, she signs up for my Facebook group, and those are three different lists because I want to organize my contacts. Abby, even using the same email, would count as three subscribers, therefore jumping me higher and higher into different price points on MailChimp. And since we were growing pretty rapidly and we were trying to organize our people, we were getting charged out the butt for duplicate contacts. And so that was literally 90% of the reason why we needed to switch in the first place. So when we were researching, we literally like hopped on a call with ConvertKit who happened to be Nathan Berry, the founder. (laughs) And we said, you need to clear some stuff up for us because we're not switching until we know that we're not going to be double charged or triple charged or whatever. And so he was super, super kind and hopped on like a 20 minute Skype session with us. And we talked about our frustrations with MailChimp and our needs. And he was like, yes, 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 we can handle that. This was built for you. And we... We made the switch and it made a lot of sense for a really long time. And we'll go into this in more detail, but in general, we have nothing against ConvertKit at all. Like, still love them, still mm-hmm. support love them, them, still think 98% of you should be using that system. But we'll tell you a bit about why we did make a switch. So once we started at the the very high level glossy, glossing over the details is we needed to have deep integrations. And I'll explain later on in this episode what exactly that means. We also wanted to get more data on our customers. Like, if this many people were in this funnel, what's the conversion rate? Therefore, like how much is that funnel making us, right? How much did this email make us? How much did this campaign, this automation, basically tracing everything back to dollars. We wanted to have a system that either did that for us or enabled us to see the data in a different way where we could pull that information from. So like everyone else in our industry, the really two big game players when you're talking about like a CRM, like an actual massive system that doesn't just do email marketing, but does CRM type stuff is Entreport or Infusionsoft. And when we started comparing those two, we quickly made a decision based on what we thought we would have access to. And that was really about, I mean, I'm the driver of data around here. And so I was like, I need to know what funnels are working, where people are coming from, where they're purchasing, what, like how long they've been around before they purchased all this information. And up until this point, we had to do a lot of digging about certain people to get this kind of information. And it wasn't impossible. Like it was just individually looking up what people had done and kind of tracing back their history and making some assumptions. And we believed that when we made the switch the first time that we would have access to a lot of this information on a dashboard. And Although the dashboard has a ton of functionality, apparently what we were unaware of at the time is that when we made the switch, we would have also had to switch all of our checkout systems to this new platform. And we were not willing to take that gamble. 
It was a really, really expensive to start to pay for the e-commerce portion of Infusionsoft. And it would be a massive undertaking, a massive overhaul to even make sure that that was happening. And when you set up a certain checkout process for your business and it is consistent, that builds trust, loyalty with your audience. They know exactly what it's going to look like when they buy stuff from you. It's safe. It's secure. You know how it's functioning. And the decision to change what that looks like and how that function should be a really big conversation in your business. I'm not saying it's not worth it sometimes, and I'm not saying it's not doable, But it is at risk of losing sales, breaking that process, and having to kind of regain a new level of trust with your people when when they're going to buy something, it looks completely different. And we had already tested something like this similarly in the past with just a checkout situation. We had been told about Samcart and heard some really amazing things. And we did a small test. We didn't switch all of our products. We just tried selling Trello through this new platform. And I think we were there about a month and we hadn't even made back the cost of the program. And we were sending paid traffic to it. And so we quickly shut that down and moved on. And it was fine. Like, I'm not saying same cart doesn't work wonderfully for some people. It just wasn't what we had anticipated. And so after that experience, gambling on trying it again in an even bigger way felt like a huge, huge no-no. Yep. So at that point, we were kind of left with the decision of being like, okay, we're not actually going to get the data that we thought we were going to get. We're still going to kind of have to hack our way to find the information that we feel like is going to help us make better decisions in our business. So knowing that, and if we're going to accept that as a fact, we would need the platform to be really easy to use. We would basically need it to do the really, really easy, simple things easily, right? Like just sending an email to a certain set of people to where people are at in a certain funnel or how many contacts you have over here and being able to just really use the platform in an intuitive way. And as I'm sure you guys have heard, Infusionsoft is not pretty. It's not easy. It is not intuitive. And so if it's not going to do the simple things easily and well, it was kind of like, okay, do we want to stay here now? Yeah. So we'd probably only been there for a month, month and a half maybe. And we we were quickly deciding, do we literally go back to where we were before? Do we go to ConvertKit? Or is there another option that is going to enhance what we already have and be worth paying extra for? Right. So at that point, we were in our coaching program. You guys have heard us talk about this before. So we have a coach now and it's like a small group coaching situation. And she had mentioned her email service provider and had kind of given us an inside look on some of our calls about how it functioned and how it worked specifically for the goals that we were trying to reach with our program of setting certain automations, funnelizing some things, getting certain data and having a few key integrations happening. 
And that platform was ActiveCampaign. And so we kind of like let it sit for a couple weeks, I feel like, where we were like, I don't know if it's worth moving. I don't know if it's worth trusting a system that we don't really know. Like, what if it just looks sexy and it doesn't actually do the functions that we really need it to do? But there's a free trial. It's only seven days, but it's still enough for me to kind of dive in play around a little bit, make something that's super complicated and see how easy it can be made and easily it can be read. I feel like that's the point where we realize that, okay, even if it's complicated to set up the funnel, can we go back to the funnel and interpret it easily? And the answer was, yeah. Yeah. So something to know is that both ActiveCampaign and ConvertKit at this point have the visual builder for funnels or campaigns where you can connect a bunch of things together and it has to make a series of decisions to move people through it. So both of those have that functionality. There is a few very specific things, however, that ConvertKit was missing that in our case felt necessary. And uh, so at this point, for a little bit of insider knowledge, I had kind of taken over the role of email marketing queen here at TCC. I was learning about funnels. I was setting them up. I was really in the back end, setting all of that stuff up and learning about them. And after when we were still on ConvertKit, is like the month that we decided to transition to Infusionsoft is around the same time that they first announced their visual automations. So we were leaving at the time that that feature was coming on and we still trusted that it would be worth it when we left, that we would be getting different data. And when we had decided, okay, are we going to go back to ConvertKit or are we going to switch to ActiveCampaign? I felt confident enough that the visual automation platform on ConvertKit was still too new for it to really function in the way that we wanted it to. We really wanted to go somewhere that had hammered out the details, that had had it around for a little bit longer and had really made it even better than like the beta form of visual automations. I actually think it was still in beta when we left. And so at that point, it was, you still weren't really comparing apples to apples. It was like a brand new baby visual automation, and then a, a really robust visual automation. Right. And so, I mean, I feel like the tipping point <laughs> was really our coach had essentially offered to let us copy paste <laughs> her automation. Literally, you can download an automation inside ActiveCampaign, copy the link, and upload it into your own active campaign account and then tweak it for how you need it to work for your business. And so that to me was a no brainer. I was like, okay, we hacked it once and built it in Infusionsoft and it, it was built wrong a couple of times because we were building it from scratch. We can do that exact same thing and hack it again and build it in ConvertKit and probably have it set up wrong the first couple of times. Or we can save ourselves literally days, hours, and weeks by just copying and pasting the funnel as is inside Active Campaign, And at that point, we had, I say wasted, but I truly don't believe that any time is wasted in business because you're learning something. I know that sounds super cheesy, but like you, we'd kind of wasted, if, you, if that's the word you want to use, a lot of hours already hacking something without the confidence that it was actually set up properly. Like literally months. Yeah. That I did not want to go through months again of being like, I don't know if it's set up right or not. I wanted it to be within days that I would know that it was working properly. Well, and that's exactly what happened. Because that's money. 
I was literally no, money sure. in that situation. Well, and that's literally what happened. She went in and she got it copied over and got our content put in inside the funnel and everything. And I feel like really quickly she was like, it's ready. Like you can start promoting it. And I was like, no, are you sure? But the answer was yes. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've kind of covered the history and and the 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 foundation of our crazy move, let's cover some pros and cons of both platforms and not necessarily pros and cons, but just like literally what is the difference? Because I think when you guys are looking at the pricing page or the feature page of both ConvertKit and ActiveCampaign, it can maybe get kind of confusing. So I've pulled out a few of the key reasons that made us sway to ConvertKit when we first moved there and sway to ActiveCampaign when we decided to transition. Okay. So a couple of the basic things that you guys can see right off the bat on the pricing page, ConvertKit and ActiveCampaign are literally the exact same price month to month or the yearly payment option until you get about 5,000 contacts. So for most of you listening, they're the exact same price. The key difference is that with ConvertKit, you unlock all of the features that ConvertKit has right now and in the future for the same price. You're just paying for more subscribers. With Active Campaign, you're paying for more subscribers and for more features. So if you want to have only a thousand subscribers on the smallest, tiniest plan, it's the same price as the thousand subscribers with ConvertKit. If you want to have a thousand subscribers on their mega plan and unlock crazy features, it's going to be a lot more. So that's up to you. Okay. Yeah. And I think some of the advanced features are really not necessary until you're further along in business. So just as a side note. And you can always upgrade. So I know, especially as creatives, we have that mindset of like, but let me just get like the platinum package now in case I want to use those features. But if you don't even know how they're going to work for you and your business, trust me, I would rather you go with the lower plan with the option to upgrade later as you learn more about what your needs are. Okay. This is a cool feature that I think wins in Active Campaigns book. They offer free migration for everyone, no matter how many contacts you have. ConvertKit offers it only when you reach 7.5 contacts, so 7,500 so or more. So kind of depending on where you're at, if you don't want to make that move, ActiveCampaign can do it for you for free no matter how many you have. Okay, this is where it's going to get real confusing. So Abby, if you don't get what I'm saying, ask me all the questions because chances are our listeners don't get what I'm saying. But I'm going to try to tackle this in the best way possible. And these are my classifications, not necessarily what these platforms are actually known for. So I'm going to explain. In my opinion, ConvertKit is a tagging-based system. An active campaign is an automation-based system. That is not saying that ConvertKit doesn't have automation. So let me explain. ConvertKit, the only way that you can organize your contacts really, really cleanly is by assigning them a tag. So you have to make a rule inside ConvertKit and you have to ask yourself, okay, I want to tag this person when they, you know, sign up for this certain opt-in, when they click to register for this webinar, when they buy this certain product, when they, you know, click this link in this email, that means they're interested in this. So I want to tag them that, right? Stuff like that. When they take action, you might decide to give them a tag because you want to know, okay, that action means that they are this type of customer. 
ConvertKit is one giant list. So all of your contacts are on one giant list. And the only way to break them out is through contacts or through tags. I'm sorry. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just for a little bit more info on that. So on tagging, tagging is technically optional. Like they're they're not ever forcing you to tag, but that was the way in which we most cleanly could see who was in kind of what situation. That said, you can still send a certain forms or send to like however someone signed up. So the tagging isn't necessary, but in our opinion, when you were looking at the data, it was just easier to look at it in the tag form. And then you can also set up segments, which are similar to lists, but not technically different lists. There are parts of one list that are made up of multiple tags, or they are made up of not tags, like the opposite. So like you can remove those people. I'm interrupting myself to bring you something that could change your business forever. I'm hosting a workshop that's so important. I've made it 100% free for all online businesses. Here's what I can promise you. Inside the market shift, you're going to get the most value-packed 90 minutes you've seen in years. I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today. You're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal copy-paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two-click funnel, absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at bossproject.com slash shift, then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop, so head right now to bossproject.com slash shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it's kind of a system where you have to put on your hacking thinking cap and say, okay, well, if I'm wanting to get this type of knowledge about them or only send to these people, but not these people, you kind of have to reverse engineer. Do they need tags? Do they need to be segmented? Do they need to be organized in some way so I can talk to this specific amount of people at a time? Okay. 
So you can gather as much information as you want by adding tags. You can separate and organize people by segmenting them, or you can talk to everybody at one time by talking to your entire subscriber base. All right. Now, where that is problematic is exactly where we ended with ConvertKit, where we had over a thousand tags, which is a banana's a lot of tags, because we were wanting to gather as much information as we possibly could about a contact. We were using it not only as a way to say, okay, let's tag him this because at some point, we're only going to want to talk to people who bought this certain product. So make sure they have that tag. Okay, but we also want to know, did they come to this webinar? Did they sign up for this opt-in? Did they do this action over here? And then they bought. That was our way of gathering that information about the contact. The unfortunate thing in that strategy is that when people unsubscribe from your list, the amount of people who have that tag becomes less and less. So that data will never remain true, ever. You can never keep all of that data in your ConvertKit account because people will subscribe and unsubscribe and resubscribe and whatever. So it throws off your data a lot. So let me give you an example. If we had someone on our list who bought a product, say Trello for Business, but they decided at some point they didn't want to hear from us via email anymore, they unsubscribed. Well, then we make an update to Trello. If we want to email everyone who purchased Trello, we would have to re-upload a list from our payment provider because technically that person could have unsubscribed themselves and not been notified that they purchased. In Active Campaign, it's separated in a way where if someone unsubscribes, they're only unsubscribing from a certain situation and not all of the situations. So now let's get into Active Campaign. So Active Campaign uses a three-tier system for gaining information about your contacts. They use list. ConvertKit only has one list. You do not have the option to make more list, actual list inside ConvertKit. So Active Campaign uses list, tags, and custom fields. ConvertKit also has the option to use custom fields, but I'll talk about that a little bit in their visual automation portion of this episode. So how they really kind of walk you through organizing that is your list are your broadest form of information about your people. It's their customers or they're not customers, right? That's kind of how in our businesses, how that would make sense. It's really, really broad. Tags is a little bit more information. What are actions that they have taken? Have they clicked to buy this thing? Have they signed up for this thing? Have they opened this email? And then custom fields would be stuff like their name, email address, where do they live, what size of shirt do they wear, stuff like that. And those can be answered and filled out either manually by sending like an actual poll or quiz to your people, or automatically through rules that you set up with integrations. And that, that's a whole nother subject, but it, it can be done. Okay. So what happens here, and why it's deeper than the tagging based system is that it makes decisions to organize your contacts based on actions and behaviors instead of just your deciding actions. So the contact almost gets to decide itself based on the the automations that you have set up, how they're going to flow through your system. Do they open this email? Then you tell the system that means they need to be sitting down this certain pathway. 
did they click this link? Then you tell your system that means they get sent down this certain pathway. And you can set all that up in the background. So what that means for us now when we're reorganizing our system is that we have way less tags and a lot more intentional automations. Okay? So our tagging system is truly, truly just that really broad overlook of what is the lifespan and route of this customer or prospect. Not the nitty-gritty information that, oh, they signed up for that webinar. Oh, they did this over here. Because we can find that through automations that we have set up and actions that they've taken in their in their history that shows on their contact. But what are the broad actions that we have for them? Did they sign up for this opt-in? Okay, which opt-in was that? Did they then get put down this funnel because they've clicked a link in that opt-in? From that funnel, did they buy that product or did they not buy that product? That's like kind of the simplest way that one contact might go through our system. And you can easily see that based off the actions that they've taken inside ActiveCampaign. So no, not necessarily, but just to, for the most part, not everything, but other than the the advanced fields, I feel like a lot of that could be accomplished in just a different way. Yes. With ConvertKit. Yes. That's what I mean when I say earlier that with ConvertKit, you can accomplish the same things, but you might have to hack it where it's within their system, but you might have to like bring in Zapier, right? You might have to pull, figure out where this segment makes sense and how to organize those people. And then what should you tag them and where should you move them? Because if they, again, but you're still always going back to the end result of, but if they unsubscribe, they're out. But with Active Campaign, if you have different lists, so for example, we have our main list where everyone is on, and that's where you're going to get the most communication from us. If you unsubscribe from that main list, but you've bought a product, it doesn't matter which product, you are still on our customers list. And that customer's list only gets spoken to if we, for example, have an update about a particular product. So we could go with inside that customer list, check people who've bought Trello and send an email to them and say, here's an update to Trello, right? If they unsubscribe from the main list, they can still get communications elsewhere because of how we have our list organized. All of it makes sense to me. I'm just wanting, again, to mention that some of this is not going to be relevant to you. And that's okay. Yep. If at any point, this is like, oh my God, this is way over my head. I literally just want to send some broadcasts. And I maybe want to send like a quick automation, like a three-day email series for my free e-course. That's when we still vote for ConvertKit. Because it does that super well and super easily. It doesn't have any extra bells and whistles, which oftentimes is good. So I don't want you to feel like you're missing out on stuff if you're hearing different features, because if it doesn't make sense for you, it's only going to hold you back from using your email service provider instead of actually helping you, okay? Because what I'm about to cover again, now this next level of features is going to like go way over your head too if you're already overwhelmed, okay? So let me explain the difference between integrations and deep integrations. So If you're on ConvertKit or if you've been looking at ConvertKit, you know that ConvertKit integrates with over 70 different type of third-party, right? Like Teachable, Shopify, BigCommerce, Zapier, all of those things, right? Basically, anything you can think of, they have an integration. You set it up. You're telling one third-party platform to communicate with ConvertKit. And that middle piece on how they communicate is the integration, okay? You're like matching them up. 
Gravy Train, we use a lot of them, works great. A deep integration is next level, all right? So top level integration, an example of that might be when someone buys this particular product, ConvertKit, I want you to add this tag. I want to integrate with Shopify. That's where my stuff is held. And I'm going to tell ConvertKit to talk to Shopify and say, they bought that shirt, so tag them that they bought that shirt, right? So you know, and you can learn data from your people. That's a simple integration. A deep integration might be, hey, Shopify, I want you to tell me when a customer puts something in their cart, but they don't check out, that's an if-then situation. I want you to tell ActiveCampaign that they have an abandoned cart so I can decide that I want to talk to them in a certain way. So I want you to kind of think of as simple integrations as just like simple actions. They bought something. They registered for something. They showed up for something. They booked something. They booked a meeting time with you. A deep integration is a further behavior and action. They did this, but they didn't do that. They showed up, but they didn't come live. They registered, but they didn't do this. If, then. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, I will say specifically on the abandoned cart, because I do know that some of you are going to be really interested in that feature, even if you don't get it through, say, ConvertKit. There's a lot of systems out there that include that as an add-on in the actual shopping scenario. So Squarespace, for instance, has advanced abandoned cart features on, I believe it's... And so does Shopify. I believe it's their advanced plan or whatever. And so that would mean that it's not sending emails through your email service provider. It's sending emails through your web service provider. So for some of you, that particular feature isn't necessary in your email marketing unless you're getting like crazy advanced with like how you're talking to them. Right. Right. So again... There are ways to almost make every single thing happen the same way inside ConvertKit, but you might have to hack it. You might have to bring in a third party. You might have to do it on a different platform and then somehow collect that data manually. If you're wanting it to all happen seamlessly, ActiveCampaign is your answer. All right? So a couple different features I also want to kind of go over. And this was really at first glance. I just did it this morning to kind of get some more information about the visual automation. So typically, especially if you guys are on MailChimp, what you guys might think is automation is you click the create automation in MailChimp. They kind of give you some options. Do you want to do like an email e-course? Do you want to do a welcome delivery? You know, what, what type of automation are you wanting to set up? And it kind of like, pre-creates it for you like a template. And you just click to edit an email and you put your stuff in there and then you click the next screen and it does it, right? It's very similar in ConvertKit in their regular, what do they call them? Sequences. Automation sequences are the same thing. It's the same concept. It looks very similar as it did in MailChimp where you pick what kind of sequence you're wanting to set up. It's email one tab, format it, click to email to tab format it, you can say, wait a couple days, wait a couple hours. That's really as as deep as that standard automation can go, right? Well, then they have their visual automation. So you select a trigger, right? Do they sign up for the certain opt-in? Do they submit this form? Did they click this link? Was this certain tag added? What do you want to start this automation with? And then visually, you see there's an arrow that drops down, then you can click a plus sign and you can add either 
an action or a condition. So, okay, well, now based on the fact that they signed up for this opt-in, they submitted this form, I want you to wait an hour and then I want you to send them this email. And then I want you to, you know, do this next decision or I want you to stop there. That's all I want you to do. In the simplest way, ConvertKit does this well, right? It can wait by hours. It can wait by days. It has a couple of if-then conditions. The deeper version, the nitty-gritty, super seamless custom way can be found in Active Campaign. So for instance, I was building an automation yesterday. And I just checked this morning to see if I could have made the exact same thing happen in ConvertKit using their visual automation. And I can't. So the difference is in ConvertKit on that visual automation, I could say, okay, when they submit this form, wait an hour and send them this email, wait a day, send them this email. And that's pretty much all I could do. Even in the visual automation timing wise, that's about the only thing that I can do. What I wanted it to do and what I was able to do in active campaign is, okay, when they sign it, immediately send this email, which you can do in ConvertKit. And then I want you to wait until it's June 18th at 5am. And I want you to send them this email. And then I want you to wait until it's June 19th at 5am and send them this email. That like super specificness can only be accomplished in active campaign. Yeah, the other way it would have been accomplished in ConvertKit wouldn't have been in the visual automation. You would have scheduled broadcasts. So the frustrating part about ConvertKit, in my opinion, with broadcasts is that you couldn't necessarily group together emails that were a part of the same launch. So if we were launching, say, Strategy Academy, and we had a series of emails that got people to sign up for a webinar and then had all these sales emails, and we wanted them to go out at specific times on specific days, we could do that inside ConvertKit, no problem. But the next time we wanted to do that launch, we had to go through, duplicate, reschedule, and all of that. And from my understanding, and I have literally not ever logged in to Active Campaign, but Emily can create the same thing with the whole schedule in one location. And if we choose to do that again, all she has to do is change the dates. And the entire campaign is still existing. And it's all in one location. And what that means for your business is that the multiple like, it's a challenge. The thing that I'm talking about, I'm wanting to set up emails to go out for a challenge. Now, since I don't have to duplicate that every time, all of the data ever in history for that challenge is going to be kept in one place, which is super fantastic. So a couple of factors I just want to touch on before we head out about this episode and the reason why I think that some of these deeper integrations or customizable features are better inside ActiveCampaign. ActiveCampaign has been around twice as long as ConvertKit. You're looking at over a decade versus around five years. So literally, they just had more skin in the game for longer. They have a couple international offices. They're all around the city. ConvertKit is still just in the United States. They work for everyone, obviously. You can have your email even if you don't live in the United States. But their offices are only in about 27 cities in the United States. So they haven't expanded as far. The bonus points I will give for both platforms. This is for both. and I think they do it equally well. Their customer service is amazing. And they're both of them. And their ability to listen to the needs of their contacts and then create features based on the majority is outstanding. 
They're both always growing. Active Campaign just announced that they have a new, they're working on new deep integrations such as the abandoned cart. Right now it only works for Shopify. WooCommerce and BigCommerce are coming soon. ConvertKit is constantly updating their visual automation. So they might have some of the features that I've been talking about today here in the coming months. They're constantly evolving and listening to you guys. And I think that more than anything, which I did not feel that Infusionsoft had, is a game changer for whatever platform you're on right now. Infusionsoft at the end of the day, wasn't built for our kind of business. It just wasn't. It's built for more of a sales team where you're tagging in different members of your team, literally, and you have more contact details and tasks. And you're kind of seeing a contact move through your entire sales process in your CRM, where ActiveCampaign and ConvertKit were built more for online businesses and how they deal with their customers. And I think like at the end of the day, that's most important. Yeah. Infusionsoft, in my opinion, is built for people that have a sales force that is literally picking up the phone and making not necessarily cold calls, but tracking individual information about a contact. And although that's awesome, like that is not the way our business works. It's just not for us. Yeah. Now, I will say for one more point for Active Campaign, but if you're a smart business owner, which if you're listening to this, I know that you are, you will still use this to benefit you no matter what platform you're on. Active Campaign's podcast is amazing. It is so knowledgeable. It is so helpful for me to grasp new email marketing ideas or even break down like list tags and custom fields and how should I use them and how should I organize my tags and what system should I create? So amazingly helpful. Of course, it's geared for the features inside Active Campaign, but the host of that podcast is so amazing and he really does a good job about saying, okay, but if you're not on Active Campaign, here's how it might look. And he used to actually work for and use Infusionsoft. And so he knows a lot of the comparisons between the two. So he kind of brings that up. So he, of course, is working at Active Campaign and he's going to highlight those features, but you can still take from that and use it in your own email service provider. Yeah. Well, if all of that just royally confused you and all you want to do is like log into both and see what feels comfortable, I urge you to do that. Now, we don't have like a special link for you for Active Campaign, but ConvertKit doesn't typically give out free trials. But if you use our link, you can get a 30 day free trial and see if it's right for you. Ask customer service all the questions, all of that. So you just want to go to the strategyhour.com slash convert kit and you can unlock your 30 day free trial. If you're interested in trying out active campaign at the same time, go for it. Just go to activecampaign.com. I believe it's seven days. So you have a little less time, but you can definitely log in and see what it's all about. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.